Oftentimes, it's the blind leading the blind. No one seems to know where anyone is really going. Maybe it's not even quite that bad for us, but we do simply just not like where we're headed, how we feel and act around certain people, or where we are in at least one relationship in our life. What if we feel our friends are keeping us from who we should be? What if we're sick of the negativity, the gossip, the anger, and the complaining that our relationships bring our way? In essence, and this is the big question for us, how can we be positively influenced to grow in and through healthy relationships? Welcome to Together for Salem. My name is Monica. I'll be hosting this week's episode number 72, and it's our last part of the Influenced series. So this is put out by Cross Creek Community Church. We're so glad you're watching or listening on the podcast. What's up, podcasters? But stay tuned. We're going to do part three here, and then on the other side, I'm going to come back with um, some announcements and giveaways, especially important if you consider Cross Creek uh, your home church and you want to know what's going on. We'll be talking about that. So, see you on the other side. Hi, I'm Aaron, and I'm part of Cross Creek's leadership team. Normally, you'll see me helping to host these episodes, but today I get to give the message this week. John is taking a break and taking a family vacation, which is super well-deserved, so you get me this week. And I would say I'm definitely not perfect, but I have made some good life choices. Marrying Monica, becoming a teacher has been a good life decision. I've gotten to work with some of the most amazing human beings on the planet at my job. And it may surprise you that most of these incredible people are 12 to 14 year olds only some of them are adults. I would say moving to Oregon from Wisconsin and Minnesota was a good choice. Bye-bye hot summer humidity and hello record-breaking heat. Well, maybe that's not the best example. But I've also made some not good decisions in my life. Pretty much anything I wear, if you've seen me out and about. Transplanting a rosebush in August took me about 30 minutes just to dig the hole. And of course, the rose died shortly thereafter. And my current haircut. Why does Aaron have a mohawk? <laughs> Apparently I was also on the edge when I was a teenager between good and not so good life directions. My dad likes to tell the story of keeping a close eye on the friends I was choosing. The way he tells the story, once he saw my middle and high school friends and saw the type of people they were, he was less concerned and he knew I was heading in the right direction. I do wonder how my life would be different if I'd chosen different friends and gotten into some real trouble though. Maybe you can relate, or maybe you actually were someone who did experience some hardships from your childhood experiences and friendships. After all, our friends influence us, and like we've already seen in this series, our influences determine the quality of our lives. In the first episode, we saw that how we think dictates how we live, and that our thoughts are products of our influences. We can let Jesus renew our thoughts, thereby renewing our lives if we choose to do that. 
Also, like food, our informational influences can either be poisonous, empty, or life-giving. In the second episode last week, we saw how the sources of information we choose influence us. We need to evaluate them and think about them. Are they true? Are they honorable? Are they right? Are they pure? Are they lovely? Are they admirable? We can carefully consider our informational influences, then choose to consume the ones that are good for us. And though we may have personal habits associated with sources of information that would influence us, like we watch certain news sources or media platforms, there are certain times and places when we consume them, we have even closer relational connections to the people that influence us. For many of us, when we think about our most powerful influences, they are not things, but they are people. That's because our personal relationships exert powerful influences on us. Personal relationships, so important. Here's the problem. We allow others who are just as influenced as us sometimes to influence us. Oftentimes it's the blind leading the blind. No one seems to know where anyone is really going. Maybe it's not even quite that bad for us, but we do simply just not like where we're headed, how we feel and act around certain people or where we are in at least one relationship in our life. Can you relate? What if we feel our friends are keeping us from who we should be? What if we're sick of the negativity, the gossip, the anger, and the complaining that our relationships bring our way? In essence, and this is the big question for us this episode, how can we be positively influenced to grow in and through healthy relationships? Well, there's some wisdom from 3,000 years ago that still works today. It is from the book of Proverbs, often called the wisdom book of the Jewish scriptures. Wisdom basically meaning applying knowledge well or having sound judgment, pretty much the opposite of having poor judgment and making bad decisions. And it was written by Solomon, which, who's widely considered one of the wisest people of all time, and other wise guys from back in about the 10th century BC. And it's mostly about how to live well, practical stuff for good living. Let's take a look. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Pretty simple. Classic this or that cause and effect. This wisdom's like a coin almost that has two sides. Your life is going to in one direction or the other. You're either experiencing positive or negative effects based on the relational influences you surround yourself with. Relational influences can either build us up or tear us down. So heads on this coin is walking with the wise and becoming wise. Walk meaning spend time with, listen to someone who is wise, become wise yourself. For me, someone who is wise can cut through the noise and give clear good advice, right reactions for the right place and time. Becoming wise by association happens all the time. People hang around with wise leaders or mentors and become like them. They start to look and act like them. A couple of examples. John Lewis talks about, or used to talk about when he was alive, what it was like to walk alongside Martin Luther King Jr., what he said, how he acted gracefully in the face of violence and hatred. And John Lewis began to act a lot like MLK as he grew. Jesus' disciples are another example. They were a mixed bag of traitor outcasts, hot-headed fishermen, religious zealots. You get the picture. 
They all acted and sounded a lot more like Jesus as they lived life with him. So that's the head side of the coin on the tail side. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Boy, hang around with fools and suffer harm. For me, a fool doesn't think about how their words or actions will actually affect themselves or others in the long term and even in the short term sometimes. Wrong reactions for the wrong place and time. I see this a lot with my middle school students just doing stuff their friends are doing without really thinking about it. Most of this is harmless, like fashion choices, if I'm allowed to judge. And some of them are more harmful, like they can turn into bullying or gossiping or harmed relationships. I've seen both. But this is also true for adults. We are not exempt from foolishness by any stretch. We say things we don't mean all the time. We even say mean things to others that we wish we could take back later. Gossiping, complaining, saying negative things. We know that are untrue, but secretly wish we're actually true. Even if we don't say these things, they still occupy our minds and camp out there, becoming hidden foolish influences of their own. Then they rear their old dumb, ugly heads when we least expect it. So is all of this relational stuff just unavoidable and random? You make a friend and just hope that the coin comes up heads for you and they turn out to be a wise influence on you so you can become wise too. Is there any way to choose good influences with more certainty? As John mentioned last week, the Apostle Paul certainly thought it was possible to do more than just depend on luck for our good relationships. He believed his example was worth following for the first century Jesus followers in Philippi and that it would provide good influence for them. Paul advised his, ment- his mentees in his letter to them to keep putting into practice all that you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. In the realm of relational influences, Paul was a positive example for the Philippians. He lived out his renewed thinking and he encouraged them to do the same. He was a wise model for the young church at Philippi showing them how to live as Jesus followers instead of defaulting to their foolish past ways of living. Paul was saying they had a choice. In fact, we have a choice. We can choose healthy relational influences. That begs a question, however. Was Paul just basing all of this knowledge and wisdom on himself? Did he just make it up? Is he really just stuck up and think he's just better than the rest of us? You might be wondering who is this Paul guy? I'm with you. That's fair. Here's some context for you. Just a bit earlier in his letter to the Philippians, Paul reminded his readers of his relational resume, the one that detailed his absolute perfection in following the Jewish law to be right in his relationship with God. You may have heard of it. You have to admit his perfection makes for quite the resume. Then Paul wrote this. I once thought these things were valuable, but I now consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so I could gain Christ and become one with him. Paul thought he had everything right in his relationship with God before he met Jesus. He had all the right knowledge in his religious tradition, and he did all the right things. After he met Jesus, though, he considered it all garbage, or other translations say nothing, or even all as loss, 
in comparison to being in a relationship with Jesus. Don't miss this. Paul was pointing the people he was in relationship with in Philippi back to his own personal foundational relationship with Jesus. He was telling them they could do the same thing. That's because Paul had experienced something transformational that he wanted to share with these followers of Jesus 2,000 years ago that is still life-changing today, and that is this. Healthy relationships with others grow from a healthy relationship with Jesus. So, hopefully you're still with me at this point. You want healthy relationships. I mean, who doesn't? But you might be wondering how you can choose your relational influences wisely and grow in healthy relationships with others. After all, there's only so much time and energy to commit to relationships, right? It's not possible to have quality, growing, positive relationships with everyone. Is it right to just ignore and ditch some of your old friends because of their bad influence? What should you do? Try the following exercise to prioritize the positive influences of your wisest relationships this week. Remember, this is an exercise for you, so nobody else needs to see it. First, sketch a target made of three circles and label it. Put cultivate in the bullseye in the middle. Maintain in the circle around that and evaluate in the outermost circle. Relationships are kind of like vegetables in a garden. I know it's not the perfect analogy, but we can grow our relationships similar to how we might grow veggies, just like homegrown vegetables that can nourish and grow us. So can our relationships. Second, think about the most important relational influences in your life. This would include all of your relational influences, family, people you live with, friends, neighbors, coworkers, schoolmates, distant family members, you know what I mean. Then write the names of those people on the target. For the cultivate bullseye, put names of people, probably kids or parents, close friends, whose relational influences are positive and with whom you most want to grow. This inner circle will also likely include people in your alliance or even your connect group, maybe your classmates or coworkers. Garden-wise, you wouldn't just throw seeds on a weedy overgrown lot and expect them to thrive. Cultivate relationships with these people by working on them with care, much as you would cultivate plants you care about in a garden. Prioritize these people and relationships and be intentional about spending quality time with them and growing them. For the maintain circle, the names of people that are in your life that are not as close to you are those you should write, or the names of those whose influence on you isn't as positive. All garden plants need a little bit of care once in a while, some weeding around them, maybe they need to be pruned or watered. Spend time with and check in on these people as you can. For the evaluate outer circle, put the names of those whose relational influence is unhealthy or negative for you, or just potentially not heading in the right direction right now. Sometimes, despite our best intentions, places just get completely unruly with overgrown, untended plants, or they get infiltrated with weeds. And at this point, it's a good idea to just take a moment and step back and think about what you should do next. For now, simply start by praying for these people and your relationships with them. Ask God to show you your next steps and what healthy boundaries look like in these relationships. Consider counseling for you individually or both of you in the relationship, if appropriate. Then, this week, be purposeful 
about your relational influences. Same as last week, read the book of Philippians daily. As you read, focus on what Paul writes about healthy relational influences from Jesus and other Jesus followers. Put these things into practice. Look at your target daily and spend time with and or pray for the people on it. And thirdly, I mentioned alliances earlier. Wondering what an alliance is? Want to explore positive influential relationships across Greek, like in a whole church setting or a small group? We call them connect groups. Let us know. We can share that information with you. This might all seem unimportant or overwhelming or maybe even impossible, depending on where you're at with relationships. But imagine with me for just a moment. What if you found yourself becoming more and more the person you wanted to be, grown by positive relational influences, encouraging and guiding you in a wise Jesus-like direction? What if you could look around in a few months and say, wow, I really do have the most amazing community around me, supporting me. What if you were also paying it forward relationally? What if you were mentoring someone else or someone else's in a positive direction? What if you were known for having a life-giving influence on people and drawing not just on your own limited resources, but from Jesus' infinite well of love to do so? All of these things can be a reality if we focus on healthy relational influences. Healthy relational influences are grown in healthy relationships. There's no time like the present. So pause your video or your podcast, sub-podcasters, get a piece of paper out and do that target exercise before you answer your discussion questions, before you get into uh, back into the real life. Now that this is fresh in your brain, this is a great time to pause and do the target exercise. That was fun. A little bit different this week. Um, but thank you, dear husband, first of all, for putting me at the center of your circle. And um, also just for sharing that bit of insights into being wise with our relationships. So there's some good challenges there uh, this week for everyone. And I hope you uh, take the time to draw on your paper, pray, think about um, your relationships. I know I'll be doing that. So very valuable stuff. Uh, just a few things. I want to wrap this up quickly so we can get you back on your way to whatever is next for you. But we do have an in-person gathering uh, this Sunday. So you might be watching this after the fact, but we're going to do some baptisms. I think there's like three baptisms, hopefully, slated for Sunday. And there's information on the website about that. But we'd love to see you in person. We always gather in person on the second and fourth Sundays. So check out the website for up-to-date information on that. It's also linked in the show notes for you podcasters and YouTubers. Um, we're doing a For Salem opportunity this week, this month, and it is a school supply drive. We're donating items to Casa of Marion County. Uh, there's lots of information on our website and on social media for you, but we will collect, be collecting school supplies for, there's over 300 kids um, that need school supplies. They're in the foster care system and we want to help them. So you can be for your neighbor, you can be for Salem by doing this uh, quick little challenge. You can either hop on Amazon on the Casa Amazon wish list, or you can just go buy uh, some school supplies that you think would be helpful, and you can drop those off at Casa of Marion County. There's an office in Kaiser, Oregon, uh, or you can give them to your Connect Group leader, or if you're watching this before Sunday, you can bring them to our baptism service, and we'll take them to Casa for you. If you want help 
figuring out um, how and where and when and why and how, you can always email us at info at yourcrosscreek.com. But this is a great way to be for your neighbor uh, to be for some of the most vulnerable in our uh, society and in our city and our county. So check that out. We're going to do a couple giveaways to end our time together. We always like to celebrate and we like to give gifts because God loves to give gifts. So we're actually going to be giving away to um, Word of Mouth uh, Bistro. And we're excited about this because they're open after being closed for a long time. And this is a great way to support them. We had lots of entries. So I'm just going to run a quick video here, push play on that, and you're going to see who wins. Ready? That was fun. Congratulations to our winner. Thank you to everyone who entered. You can also email us if you ever want to enter a giveaway and you're not on social media. Info at yourcrosscreek.com. Great. So stay tuned this week. We're going to have another giveaway. We'll announce it on Monday on social media. Stay tuned for that. But go out there. Enjoy this beautiful weather we're having. We hope to see you on Sunday in person. Connect with us if you want to join an in-person connect group or an alliance. Uh, you can also submit prayer requests and just let us know you're watching via the welcome form. So see you soon. Oh, and next week, there's a new series coming. There's a new series starting next week. It's going to be very exciting. Check it out. Bye. Where is Aaron?